But these days are strategic times, aren't they? Like there's an increase of expectation, of anticipation of what could be. There's like a filled with this newness in the air. There's an increase of, man, maybe some things could change this year. Not even just maybe. Some people are getting that faith stirred up and that courage to say, it's, it's not just that it could change, it must change. Does anybody have some musts that need to change in 2019? And so these are strategic, important days for you and for I. And I say that, but you know what? It doesn't doesn't really have to be. And in fact, for a lot of people, if not most people, it won't be. Because people will continue to do the same things that they've been doing. And they're not going to be intentional. They're not going to increase that intentionality to think about where they're going in their life. To think about, will I actually fulfill the calling and the destiny that God has placed on my life? They're not going to change anything. In fact, a lot of people are sleepwalking through their lives. Anybody ever sleepwalk? Yeah. Seen somebody sleepwalk? I bet you get some funny stories from those people raising hands. But when you sleepwalk, you are not conscious, are you? You're like, your body's moving, you're physically up, oftentimes your eyes are open, but if somebody talks to you, or you run into, like, you're not conscious. If you sleepwalk, you're not gonna remember it in the morning, right? For the, you sleepwalkers, am I telling the truth? You don't remember it in the morning. Because you're not even aware. And there are some people who are walking through life completely unconscious, completely unaware of what's going on around them. And this isn't just for people that are stressed out and overwhelmed or people who are at the, the bottom or people that are, I've seen highly successful people and they're sleepwalking through their life. They're chained to their need to find success. And they're achieving, achieving, achieving and making the money and getting the recognition. But if you ask them about the relationships in their life or what's important to them, they're not even aware. They've probably lost relationships. Maybe lost marriages, lost relationships with kids because they're sleepwalking through life. I've seen stay-at-home moms sleepwalk through life. They're feeding the children. They're clothing the children. They're chaperoning the field trips. They are surviving parenting and marriage. And then 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they wake up one day and they say, where did the time go? Because they were sleepwalking. They were unconscious. They were unaware. They were just going through the motions, going through the monotony of life. Caught up in the routine. But they're sleepwalking. I've seen a lot of Christians sleepwalk right into this church. I've seen some of them not even walking, just sleeping in their chairs. Like, doesn't happen often, but occasionally. 
But they come in and they go out, they come in and they go out and they're always the same. And, and their life in Jesus lacks passion and vitality and exuberance. They don't have any of that and they feel let down by God. God, you said if I gave my life to you, life was gonna be good. I was gonna have abundant life. But because they're so caught up in the monotony of life, they're sleepwalking and God's speaking and God's moving right in front of them but they don't even see it. There's people that have been coming to this church in 2018 and they're like, man, God didn't really move that much in 2018. And we've given away hundreds of thousands of pounds of food. We've seen probably over a hundred people give their life to Jesus this year. We've launched new ministries. We've seen families strengthened and restored. People like Lenny and Rhonda growing in ways they've never grown before. But if you're sleepwalking, you won't see that. You won't even be conscious of it. You just come in and you'll go out. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think you are going to enjoy your life more if you are sleepwalking or awake. Which one, sleepwalking or awake? Okay. Do you think you're gonna have more joy, fun, and laughter if you are sleepwalking through your life or awake? Don't, don't get weak on me now. Do you think your marriage is gonna be more vibrant and full of life and what you always desired if you're sleepwalking or if you are awake? Do you think that you are going to have more clarity, growth, and vitality if you are sleepwalking or awake? And which do you think God's best design is for you? Is it sleepwalking or awake? And yet, so often, we can live our lives unconscious, on autopilot. And by the way, I'm not preaching at anybody because I've done it myself. And there will be times when we fall into that rut and we get caught up in the flow, not the good flow, but the same old, same old, doing the same things over and over again. So I'm not preaching at you, I'm just saying, as for me, I, I'm going to refuse. And, and see, this is how God works because you, just slightly different wording, but what's our pastor, what was he just trying to do? He was trying to wake us up. See, I, I had my message pretty done yesterday and it was a nice little teaching on fasting. And I'm going to talk about fasting a little bit. I'm going to get there. But it's just something in my spirit. I texted my wife, she said, you're about done. I said, um, well, I, I finished the first message, but now I'm starting on the second. And she knew it wasn't going to be, it was going to be a later evening. And, but there was just something in my spirit that it just didn't feel right. right. Because this, and what pastor, this started weeks ago. Yeah. And so you don't need a nice little message on fasting. And I read this verse, and this is what shifted it all. Just this little verse out of Romans 13, verse 11. 
And it says this, and do this, understanding the present time. Everybody say present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. And God pierced my spirit with those two words. Because I, the heart of the father is, he doesn't want you sleepwalking. He doesn't want you living this life, surviving, maintaining, getting by, looking good on the outside, but not being alive on the inside. And so the heart of the father looks at you and says, don't sleep. There's, there's more that God has for you. There's freedom. There's hope. There's grace. There's a vision and a destiny and a calling on your life. But you have to come to the point of decision that you refuse to sleepwalk through your life. You refuse to do the same things over and over again and expect to get different results. Because I don't want you to sleepwalk through another year. I don't, I don't want you, and I, God does not want you to sleepwalk through another year of a, a mediocre or even failing marriage. Because you can. Some of you have actually done that. You sleepwalk through a year and then another year and then another year and now the marriage is no more because you were unconscious. You were on autopilot. And I want you to sleepwalk through another year of a mediocre family marriage. I I don't want you to sleepwalk through another year of um, hoping you have enough money, living paycheck to paycheck, living beyond your means and thinking that's just what you gotta do to get by. I don't want you to sleepwalk through another year of experiencing that. I don't want you to sleepwalk through another year of continually battling health issues, being overweight, not having the energy, the vitality to do what God puts you on this planet to do. Hey, single people, guess what? Could you please, because you are the ones I'm talking to anyways, you're desperate for a relationship and you desire that, that's your heart desire. Would you please stop sleepwalking? Do not do sleepwalking through this next year and be single at the end of the year. Apply your faith. Do what God tells you to do. You know what, most of all, I don't want you to sleepwalk through another year of lukewarm Christianity. What's the Bible say about lukewarm Christianity? What's God going to do? He's going to spit you out of his mouth, vomit, spew you out of his mouth. And so I don't want us to sleepwalk through another year of lukewarm Christianity being overcome by the circumstances of our life rather than living as overcomers. See, we can sleep in this world or we can make a decision and go into all the world and bring the good news of the gospel. See, that's what God, he created us to be fully alive. 
and walk into this world with strength and power. But it will not come if you continue to be unaware of what's going on around you. It will not happen if you are content to just be okay. If you're content to get by, to survive, to just go through the motions like you've been going through. Some of you have been struggling with addiction and you've been sleepwalking through life, struggling with that and just you've, you've come to a place where you're like, well, I just have to accept it. And some of you have more sanitized addictions, like you're, you're a functional alcoholic or you're drinking, eating those prescription pain meds and nobody knows. Am I really addicted? Wake up! God has plans to prosper you, Jeremiah 29. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. What if you woke up to that? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God says, I've come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. What if you woke up to that? See, God is waiting to open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that there's not room enough to contain it. But some of you sleepwalking through the offering every Sunday morning and robbing God, you're never gonna experience that till you wake up. See, it's the wake up call right there. I'm not nervous. That might be the best timed phone call ever in church. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. What if you woke up to wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace? What if you woke up to that? How many could use some more peace in your life? He's not holding it back from you. He's not hiding it. All you have to do is wake up to the fact that it is available. That Jesus is the one who brings you peace. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to earn it. Just wake up and say, oh God, I'm sorry. I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Jesus hung on the cross and took that weight so I wouldn't have to. What if you woke up to Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, Light of the World, Deliverer, Emmanuel, God with us. See, you don't have to live struggling. You don't have to live bound up by addiction or by anything else. You don't have to live bound up by your past, by the mistakes, the failures, the pain that you have caused other people. Listen, we have all made mistakes. God is not beating you up over those things. He wants to give you grace and forgiveness and mercy. But you have to let yourself receive that. You have to choose that. You have to wake up. You gotta wake up. So I was here last night and I was praying and I stood up on this chair. Look at that, it's already open. Stood up on this chair right here and I prophesied to that chair right there. And you know what God had me prophesy? I'm gonna do it again because it was for you. That he just wants you to wake up. That he has saved you and he's called you and he's put destiny on your life. 
And although you're not even aware, there's been some sleepwalking areas of your life. He's getting ready to wake you up in a way you have never experienced before. He's going to wake up destiny and calling. Guess what else he's going to wake up? He's going to wake up joy. You're going to laugh and smile more in 2019 than you ever have. He's going to wake up the fact that you know you are loved and accepted unconditionally, that you don't have to perform for anyone. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it right. You're his, and that makes you enough. And I'll go ahead and add on. He's going to wake up and bring clarity, and he's going to bring growth, and he's going to bring vitality like you've never known it before. He singled you out in the entire room, even the night before, so that you won't sleepwalk anymore. But you'll wake up to to enjoy all that he has for you. You know, I I know God needed to give her that message, but I could single out anybody in this room. What's up, Fangie and Marcus? (laughs) Good to see you. Guess what? He's going to wake you up in 2019. And see, you're here. You're here. Don't just come in and go out the same way. Please, please allow the Spirit of God to wake you up. To come alive in a way that you've never known before. He loves you. He's not holding anything against you. Paul, he's not holding anything against you. He's not holding anything against you. His desire, his heart's desire. See, if my kids desire something good and it's in my power to give it to them and I don't think it's gonna harden them, am I gonna hold it back or am I gonna give it to them? That's how he looks at you. With love and compassion in his eyes, he says, my child, Wake up. Now I have three children, 12, 10, and seven. And the only day of the week that it's easy to wake them up is Sunday mornings for church. Thank you, Jesus. But every other day when school comes back around, not so easy. And so the wake up routine in my house, you get a lovingly gentle, loving father saying, time to wake up, kids. Come on. Come on, time to get up, time to get ready. And they get a little gentle nudge. And then I'll usually go do a couple things and I'll come back and I'll say, okay, kids, time to get up now. Come on, it's time. Guys, you gotta, you, you gotta get out of bed. What do they get next? Get up! Wake up! Okay, maybe not quite like that, but. <laughs> I think through the course of 2019, pastor, others that have been on this platform, there's been some, come on guys, time to get up. Time to get up. And then there's been some firmer, maybe in the second half of the year. All right, it's time to get up. Guys, you got to get up. And now we just got to the no holds barred and we're just getting to the place where we say, wake up! Wake up, church! Wake up your soul and your spirit! Wake up to all that God has for you! Wake up to the calling and the destiny on your life! Because if we don't, 
You're just going to sleepwalk through another year. And the 2019 is going to be coming and you're going to be like, man, that year flew by. Has anybody said that? Man, this about 2018, this year just flew by. If you said that, I would challenge you, consider, where were you sleepwalking? We've all had a, a rough end of the day, got upset, had to drive home. Maybe you got a little bit of a drive and we're angry and we're fuming and, and we're rehearsing in our mind what we're gonna say to somebody. And 15, 20 minutes later, traffic, turn after turn after turn. We get home, we're like, I don't even remember driving home. Why? Because your subconscious mind got you there. Wow. You, you had habit and routine that got you there. That's Is that how you wanna to get to the end of 2019? No. Or do you wanna come alive? Come Wake up your spirit. Awake from your slumber. And it's your choice. Now, as we come into 2019, there, there's a tool that we can use to wake up our spirit that is one of the most underutilized tools in the body of Christ. And that's fasting, right? So how many wanna wake up to a greater degree in 2019? Starting today. Okay, you can't do what you've always done and get that. You've got to do, new, do some new things. You've got to stretch yourself. You've got to increase your level of focus on the things of God. So what is fasting in its simplest terms? Fasting is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. You're like, but what about this? It's, it's abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. It means you're gonna push the plate away so that you can focus on him. Yeah. And fasting is always centered on God. Yeah. That is the primary objective of fasting, is to focus our heart, our mind, our spirit on God. To bring our heart into alignment with his heart, yeah. is, that's the primary aim of fasting. And here's the thing, fasting more than any other spiritual discipline that we practice, fasting will reveal the things that control us. More than any other discipline, you can pray, you can read your Bible, you, God will speak to you, Spirit will speak to you, you can worship in here. But more than anything, when you push a plate away and your stomach is grumbling, and you kind of get emptied out of that physical strength perhaps, although to be truthful, Fasting done well, like you're gonna increase your energy, not decrease it. The first day or two might be a little difficult, but overall you're gonna feel an increase of energy as you get some of that junk out. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> so, but it'll bring spiritual breakthrough because when you get to that place, all of a sudden you're more aware. Your spirit wakes up. Even your mind wakes up because there's so much stuff you're doing unconsciously, you're not even aware that you're snapping at your kids. You're not even aware that you are insensitive to your spouse. You're not even aware that like you push relationships away by the way you interact. You're not even aware you ate 52 Twinkies last night. <laughs> it's not Twinkies for me, it's the cake balls. My sister makes these cake balls and they're chocolate and spring, oh my goodness. Help me Jesus. But we get unconscious of what we're doing. And so fasting is a way to wake up. See, when he said, wake up from your slumber, was he talking about shaking someone, waking them up in the morning? No. What was he talking about? He was talking about waking up our spirit. Yes. Because our salvation is nearer than it was. It's like, we've got, we can't sleep through this life. 
we've got to wake up. And so Jesus, when he fasted, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, right? And he was in the wilderness and the devil was tempting him, right? And he was fasting and the devil comes and tempts him and Jesus responds to him. And it's, if you want a verse, it's uh, Matthew 4, Matthew 4, 4. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, when you get into scripture, there's different kinds of fast. There's a, uh, you, you might fast all solid food, just drink water. You might do a juice fast and just drink juice, but no solid food. You might do a partial fast, uh, something like what is a Daniel fast? And that is, I'm not gonna eat meats, sweets, or bread, basically, okay? You could do a partial fast where it's not fasting all day, but you're fasting from sun up to sun down, okay? So you allow yourself to eat a meal, not overeat and be crazy. That kind of defeats the purpose, people. But you fast from sunup to sundown, okay? We gave you a handout if you didn't get one as you came in the door, grab that. It's got some guidelines. If fasting is brand new to you, it kind of breaks down, gives you some scriptures. Great, great tool. But this verse in Matthew 4.4 tells us everything we need to know about fasting effectively. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Look at somebody and say, wake up! See, you thought, Elijah, that you needed to feed your physical body to live. Now, if you don't feed your physical body, you're gonna die. But what are you really? Are you that body? No, No. so you are a spirit. You possess a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. So the thing that's gonna live forever and ever in eternity is not your body, it's your spirit. So who you truly are is a spirit. So if you want to truly live, if you wanna wake up, then you don't need to wake up this body of yours, you need to wake up your spirit man, because that's who you truly are. So if you wanna have more life and more vitality, it's not just about eating good and getting healthier, the core of that vitality comes from your spirit. And so if you knew nothing else but Matthew 4, 4, and you go into fasting saying, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, and I'm gonna live by what proceeds from the mouth of God for the next seven days, not next Monday. So we'll have church next Sunday. Pastor's gonna bring a word that'll continue to stir us. Just guessing that it might have a little twinge of waking up our spirits. And then on Monday the 7th, we're gonna begin a seven-day fast. And we're not gonna tell you what you have to do or how you're supposed to fast. I would say people are like, well, I'm fasting social media. Okay, that's good, but biblically speaking, fasting is food, okay? Now, if you wanna fast some food and social media, I can say amen, everyone in the room should probably do that, okay? Except the three of you that are on social media. (laughs) But fasting should be about food, okay? Because again, that's what's gonna reveal what controls you. You wanna add on some other stuff, TV or Netflix or social media or whatever it might be. If it's a distraction from your connection to the Father, then yes, add that in. But the primary is say, hey, I'm gonna push back the plate and I'm gonna fast some food, okay? Um, Let me read this verse. Well, let me read this one first. 
Isaiah 58, six through nine. Because what we're gonna do, this is like, you can do an individual private fast, but we're doing a public or proclaim fast because our pastor said, God said, we're gonna fast for seven days. And so we're all gonna get on board. Now, if you're like, ah, I don't know if God told me to fast or if, if I wanna do it on those seven days, wake up! <laughs> I love you. Wake up, God's moving right in front of you. Don't be that person. Don't be that, didn't do it, just fast. Okay. Isaiah 58, the prophet's talking about what a real fast looks like. He says, no, what I want in a fast is this, to liberate those tied down and held back by injustice, to lighten the load of those heavily burdened, to free the oppressed and shatter every type of oppression. A fast for me involves sharing food with people who have none, giving those who are homeless a space in your home, giving clothes to those in need and not neglecting your own, own family. Then, this is out of the voice translation, by the way. Then, oh, then your light will break out like the warm golden rays of a rising sun. In an instant, you will be healed. We already saw that on Christmas Eve. In an instant, you will be healed. Your rightness will proceed and protect you. The glory of the eternal will follow and defend you. Then when you do call out, my God, where are you? The eternal one will answer, I am here. I am here. How many of you would like the light that shines off of your life to break out like the rising sun? How many of you would like to walk in a place of righteousness, of right standing with God so that it's not you protecting you, but it's the righteousness of God in you protecting you? Another verse says that his glory will go before you. Glory just means his presence, God made real. What if instead of you going in to get that job, God's presence went before you to get that job? What if that financial breakthrough you needed and you keep saying, God, where are you? But you got so focused on the heart of God, so focused on pushing back that plate and saying, God, I love you. God, I adore you. God, I worship you. What if you got so much in that place and you got clarity and you began to hear his voice so that when you cried out, God, where are you? God said, I'm here. And you were like, boom, wow, that was like audible. Like I heard that. Like did anybody else hear that? I heard that. What if? See, that's the kind of, see, fasting, we're not just fasting to do a fast. We're not going through the motions. Fasting is not about your stomachs and about your diet. It is not about losing weight. It's about our heart. Getting aligned with his heart. It's about our spirits rising from their slumber to hear the voice of God with such clarity that everything else becomes noise. And his voice is the one true voice. Fasting is going to wake up your spirit. How many want to wake up again? Just say yes. yes. But you have to choose that. Nobody else can choose that for you. And so the challenge is to put yourself in that position. And if you want some good scripture reading, I think there's some on that handout that we gave you, but read through Matthew 6. And there's all kinds of contrast about how the world and religion views prayer and fasting and how God looks at prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is not about words. <laughs> how many of you heard somebody speak an impressive prayer, like yeah. fancy words, and then you're like, I didn't feel God 
while they were praying. I mean, I'm not here to judge anybody, but it's not about impressive words. It's about our heart. It's about our spirit. You know, in the book of Matthew there, it says, when you fast, then it goes on and talks about, don't get focused on the outward appearance. Don't disfigure your face and be like, basically it's, let me modernize it. When you fast, by the way, it's not optional, it's when. Okay, this is red letters, Jesus talking. Jesus says, when you fast. So should we fast, yes or no? Yes. Yes, okay. Paul and the apostle Paul, he fasted often. Jesus fasted. So it's not a question of if we should, it's just when we do. And so guess when we're gonna fast? We're gonna fast on January 7th for the next seven days. But when you fast, it's not about external things. When you fast, don't post it on social media and brag about your fast. When you fast and you're doing the Daniel fast, don't post on Instagram, look at my no meat, no sweet, no bread meal. Oh, it's killing me, but I'm doing it for Jesus. Stop it already. (laughs) Nobody needs to know you're fasting. Now, people here will know you're fasting, but even here, please do not moan and groan around these hallways about how hard this fast is and how painful it is. Jesus went to the cross and died for the penalty of my sins. We're talking seven days here, people. Here's what you need to know. Fasting will bring breakthroughs that nothing else can bring. True fasting and prayer focused on the heart of God will bring breakthroughs that no other spiritual discipline can bring, that your flesh can't make happen, that nobody you know can make happen. Fasting will bring those kind of breakthroughs, but you've got to make a decision. If it's new to you, again, get that handout because there's real practical stuff. You'll get more teaching on it next Sunday. <clears throat> so don't, don't be like, oh, I've never done it. Just start small. Like if you've never fasted before, start small and be like, I'm going to fast bread. I'm gonna fast sweets, whatever it is, but don't not participate, okay? If you're passing through and this is not your church home, don't fast. I mean, it'd be horrible if you actually took some of this stuff and just, even though you're not part of our church, you fasted on your own for seven days in the beginning of January. Don't do that, that'd be horrible. I'm kidding, people, fast, okay? Just take it and run with it, all right? You guys got like quiet, like, man, that was kind of mean. This works. Because how many want to wake up? It's a choice. And we, every single one of us can choose it. So I want to challenge you. As I'm going to kind of wrap this up, we're going to transition to communion a little bit. (laughs) We're going to go into communion a little different than we usually do. Um, But if you're here today and you've been sleepwalking through your life, today's your day. You don't got to wait for January 7th to wake up. You can make a decision today. Yeah. <laughs> See, the Bible talks about when we don't have a relationship with God, it talks about our spirits abiding in a state of death. And death is spiritual separation from God. It's not, again, it's not this physical body. If you're dead in your spirit, you're dead. You're just breathing for now. But if, if you don't have a relationship with God, when you die you're gonna be eternally separated from God. And so when I bring this to you this morning, my challenge is don't allow your spirit to stay asleep, to stay dead. You can choose to wake up in this moment. And these words back here on these boards of Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, Deliverer, Emmanuel, God with us, that's kind of a good model of wake up to that because God loves you. 
Because he sent Jesus to die on the cross for the penalty of your sin. See, you sinned. I sinned. Somebody had to be punished. There had to be punishment. Blood had to be shed because of our sins. And Jesus on the cross took our punishment. Every bit of it. So guilt, shame, condemnation. Guess what? You don't have to walk around in that. That's death. Don't do that. Jesus died so that you could have life. So that you could have freedom. So that you could be forgiven and feel free and clean from the inside out. But you have to choose that. And here's the thing. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can walk out of here the same way. And you can walk through 2018, sleepwalking through your life, dealing with the same pain, dealing with the same rejection, dealing with the same shame and regret. You can walk into 2018 dealing with all that crap. Or you can make a decision right now to respond to the love of God. It's a free gift. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to clean yourself up before you receive that free gift. All you have to do is say yes.